0: It's time. After years and years of delaying and procrastination at the highest level, me and my friends are here to bring you a form of entertainment that has been delayed far too long. We've got for you two well-known sports advocates in the Wisconsin and Illinois area and growing, Uh, two gold mines on the mic, two guys who are probably a little too short-fused, but hey, They're going to bring us some good content, so that's what we want, right? We've got Duke Coughlin, we've got Connor Brown, and I'm your host, your mediator, I guess you could call me, Trenton Scheidegger. We're going to keep the show rolling because, you know, you let these guys go, they'll go all day. But hey, that's what we're here for. We're bringing you the entertainment you want. We're bringing you the stuff you need to get through these tough days right now in the coronavirus. So without further delay, I bring to you Episode 1 of To Be Announced.
1: So I mean
2: is this the part is this the part where we talk or are we just gonna listen to you, yes, that's you go important. more? Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. Okay, All right. just wanted to make sure. How's it going, everybody? This is Duke Coughlin. Most of you guys have heard my voice over on other podcasts, like what we won this week, a uh, bunch of other shit i done. Yep. I don't know. I've changed my changed my podcast name so much, but uh, yeah, happy to be here.
3: And I'm downtown Connor Brown. You may have heard me on Duke's previous podcast before, and also you may have found me on the Twitter threads from here and there. I'm he here is- to give you the main gist of the entertainment.
2: His Twitter threads that uh, you know aren't his blocked accounts or you know deleted accounts.
3: Uh, he's only
2: been suspended Hello, a couple God times. You know knowledge. he he makes me refollow him every now and again. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> only it once with
3: the Twitter police at this point. So I ain't really worried about anything right now. They can't touch me. <laughs> <You> can tell
0: <laughs> All right, so Connor's on the run from the Twitter police, but uh, I don't know how that's working out in a quarantine um i'd say happy easter but this is probably a couple days after easter so happy whatever the hell day you guys are listening to this uh we've got a couple topics today for you all pretty much surrounding uh the nfl and then we'll talk a little bit of mlb but you know thankfully the mlb is continuing to provide us with a little bit of sports entertainment during this time because otherwise i don't know if i would still be a sane human being
2: yeah, no kidding. I, I feel like uh, MLB Network's been doing a pretty good job of uh, keeping stuff on there. I mean, hell, I got to watch Burle, uh, Mark Burley's perfect game. I got to watch Carlton Fisk in his first game back in Boston. Like, dude, there's plenty of, plenty of stuff to keep you entertained. Speaking of keeping
0: people entertained, though, uh, let's just drop right into it. NFL free agency moves. We're going to talk who we think uh, has won so far in free agency, who maybe hasn't won so far, and... Uh, some possible uh, other free agent moves still to be made. So let's get into it.
2: You know what? I think I'll uh, I'll let my boy Connor start here. Connor, how are you feeling about TB12 in Tampa Bay?
3: I don't know. Maybe it's the whole I hate Boston so much thing, but he's a (laughs) lot less people at this point. Maybe also it might be the fact that he's like 48 or some shit or whatever it is, but – you know, more power to him. You know, I heard that Tampa is really nice to old people, and he's got a probably a, lot, a whole new bunch of fans, friends down there. Spend time out in golf courses more. You know, him and Giselle can like get a nice like, condo on the beach and everything. It'd be just perfect for the nice old, you know, retirement. Actually, I think
0: uh, I think he found his place already. They were renting someone else's condo. I don't remember
3: whose it was though.
0: All
2: right, so, so Connor, I'll, I'll hop in here because I actually know whose condo he's renting. You know, you know who Tom Brady reminds me of. He reminds me who of the the Derek Jeter of the NFL. You know, he's he's a damn good player on championship teams. He might not be the best at all times. You know, there is an argument that uh, you know, a certain juiced up Alex Rodriguez might have might have been the better baseball player. But uh, Derek Jeter, he's, uh, he's a winner, and he's very good at what he does. Tom Brady, he's a winner, and he's really good at what he does. So I, I don't know how any team would not want Tom Brady. I mean, he had no shortage of suitors. So, I mean, I just, I've just i never seen a, a quarterback who is considered by a lot of people a system quarterback ever get that much attention. So it, it just it, it confuses me. Well, I'll tell you, I was shocked by the two-year
0: deal. I was shocked by two years.
3: Last year, though, they had Jameis Winston. What One thing I have done in the last week and a half, I have gone back and watched every interception last season from Jameis Winston. Anything, and I mean anything, would have been better at that I mean, point. Did
1: you have to pause it Jameis Jameis to actually Winston come and record with us? <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean... They needed anything better than that. And they just walked into, you know, what used to be, you know, the greatest quarterback of all time. Now is diminishing by the day. But, you know, did you I think they'll do better. Did just that he better. used to be the did greatest quarterback of all time? we
2: just hear that? Wait, hold
0: time. on, hold on. Did he just put say that Tom Brady used to be the greatest quarterback of all time? Did you just see
3: Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl? I did see that. <laughs> I mean – that right there, it's something Tom Brady could never do at his young age. Being well, wait, already, no,
1: I
0: just want to clarify. And... I just want to clarify that you said he to was, three? in fact, at one time, the best quarterback of all time. If he, yeah. if he used to be,
2: I want that on a t-shirt.
0: I want, I want to write it down and put it on a billboard as you come into Broadhead,
2: <laughs> dude. I would get, I would get one of those Whatever, like right, basic like have, white no. girl tattoos of that quote from Connor Brown on like my back shoulder. <laughs>
1: Hey,
3: I'll I'll be on the parade float with the Tom Brady system quarterback thing, but, you know, at this point, more power to him. What happens in Tampa Bay, he's got more weapons than he's ever had. So if they do do anything, you know, it's because he's got probably the best supporting cast you could ever imagine.
2: Well, and, I, I dude, I honestly think that's, like, one of the biggest things that really, you know – a lot of people are missing with that is, you know, they're just thinking that Tom Brady is going to go down there and carry him And, you know, I, you know, I think you do actually have like an argument about Tom Brady now compared to Tom Brady, like five, you know, years ago, but simply put, the Patriots were not putting talent around him to win, you know, regardless of how you feel about him, regardless if you think he's great or if he's, you know, good in a system they're just they weren't getting that number one receiver they weren't getting you know they were getting maybe eight games out of rob gronkowski every season and then gronk retires and there was an obvious major hole at tight end they brought benjamin watson back who i forgot was uh below the age of 55 like like holy shit man like that's that's going back to like the original dynasty with the patriots so I, I think, dude, you bring him in with a core of Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, dude, the, the sky's the limit for that offense. I really think it is.
3: Last year, they had so many opportunities. If you go back and watch the film, Jameis threw them out of so many games. They were with one score, I don't know how many times, and they were close to being a 500 team as is. That He threw them their playoff chances out the window every time he tried to squeeze it into a window, and... I know he got that LASIK surgery. It looked like he was throwing blind. I don't know how many times last year just looking at the film going yeah, back. I'd just,
0: I just like to point out that uh, there's the reports that Bruce Arians was asked about if he could win with a different quarterback, and he pointed out that if he could win with Jameis Winston at quarterback, he could win with pretty he much anybody. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah. And, you know, Brady's an obvious upgrade, and so I think we know how everybody stands about Tom Brady and, uh, you know, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, whatever – so far, but tell me, what are some of the other teams you guys have liked so far this offseason?
2: Go ahead, Connor, I'll let Uh, you go. Go off and,
3: I don't know, maybe talk about the Browns, but the thing is is that they are right now focusing on being the smart builders. Last year they added a lot of the flashy shit, and that's, you know, all nice and all. I'm not trying to point out Odell anybody, but Right now, they're trying to add Zach. They added things like Jack Conklin. They're focusing on trying to, you know, build the more main core pieces around so they can, at, you know, at least make a decent run this year. And who knows if it's not this year, maybe with the expanded playoffs, maybe my team will maybe make the playoffs one day at this rate.
0: Well, I thought it was important for them to go for offensive line. You know, that was an obvious weakness last year. And when you have a young quarterback, it's important to have a good offensive line. So picking up Conklin is really important for them. I think that solidifies uh, probably the biggest weakness on the team.
2: Yeah, dude. Conklin was, like, one of the best, like, offensive linemen in Tennessee for a while. Like, he's, oh, yeah. he's always been a really solid player. So I think that fits right. And, you know, I think the, another big benefit you guys are going to have is you guys won't have Freddie Kitchens calling plays. So there might actually be, you know, some, like, method to the madness on offense, which, you know, a lot of last season was just four verticals every fucking play.
3: Well, I'm just hoping that, you know, Baker actually does his part this year and doesn't happen to lose his job to Case Keesum, I mean Keenum, that, you know, <laughs> that they just picked up. And I know he can do the job with Stefanski like he's done in the past, but, you know, Baker really has to really show this year he's got the goods. Dude, give me one.
2: Could you imagine? Could you imagine being a Vikings fan and thinking, "Dude, we have this guy Case Keenum who took us to a fucking like uh, what was it NFC Championship game? He legitimately had the entire like Viking stadium doing the Skull chant, and then they're just gonna say fuck him and sign Kirk Cousins for an albatross amount of money." Imagine, My dude, imagine. he had
0: Lambeau Field doing the Skull chant. To be clear, he had Lambeau Field doing the Skull chant. I just like to point like,
2: that out. He was like. The Vikings were given like this fucking great story of a quarterback who has fucking redeemed himself, who put up similar numbers to Tom Brady that year, and they just let him walk and tossed all that money at Kirk Cousins. They could have got him way cheaper and re-signed so many fucking players. Dude, like they're so <laughs> stupid.
0: And now this year, they are really you really watched them let a lot of guys go because they
2: have
3: to. Nope. Diggs, especially. Now, Diggs is now going to freeze his ass off out in Buffalo, but oh what the God. hell are they doing? Like they're trying to. Well, Diggs,
0: Diggs but you lose. they lose Everson Griffin. And then, uh, you know, one of the teams who I actually was going to say I thought did really well so far in free agency is actually the Cincinnati Bengals. They've done a lot for their defense, and they took Trey Waynes and Mackenzie Alexander from the secondary of the Vikings. So the Vikings lost plenty of pieces to their defense this year, that's for sure.
2: Man, dude, you know how fucking quickly the Bengals are going to hop on uh, Zimmer if uh, he ends up getting fired in Minnesota? Like, oh, yeah, They're absolutely. going to jump on that because that's, that's where he came up big, and that's two players that would fit in that defense. Cincinnati's thinking ahead. You can definitely tell what the moves are making. They're thinking ahead.
0: I think they're doing a good job to give Joe Burrow a defense that can keep him in games if he struggles. I think that's at least maybe what their idea is
2: and you know, honestly, I think another team who actually has been very limited in what they've done besides one flashy like signing that's similar to the Bengals is the fucking Miami Dolphins. Honestly, that's by, the other team I was going to by doing nothing right now, by saving money, and by having all these fucking draft picks that they have available to them. Dude, they have—I can't even how many fucking draft like, picks. Like, a, like oh, the they have—they have
0: like the most. They have like,
3: like too many. Literally- a whole team like they could draft an entire whole new roster worth of players at this rate and they have including three first rounders if they don't somehow walk away with at least a franchise quarterback or at least one player that they can know they can start to build it completely around i mean what the fuck are they doing? Like, dude, just, not, not
0: even that, though, but they've gone off in free agency, and they still have money to spend. So, like, they've picked up Byron Jones, Shaq Lawson, Emmanuel Ogba, Eric Flowers, Kyle Van Noy. They added so many pieces, talented pieces, and, to their and, defense, and they're and
2: still
1: even, they're rich.
2: Yeah, and, and a lot of that is isn't even, like, expensive ones besides, like, the Byron Jones one. That was, like, the biggest fucking one. And, dude, why why not the sign about, a fucking shutdown best
0: quarter? available in my opinion.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. I I think. Of course. So, I sure. mean, you put Byron
0: Jones on any any of the thirty-two teams in the NFL, their secondary gets
1: better. That oh, no dude. doubt about it.
2: Yeah, dude. Yeah. Honestly, I see uh, a very similar game that he plays to fucking Kyle Fuller, and that's why I like him a lot. Like, cause dude, that's that's. I think Kyle Fuller makes fucking every every like he earns every dime he makes, dude. He is a great fucking corner, and that's just so valuable out there. But dude, the Dolphins <laughs> have all these. You go ahead.
3: We're gonna talk the good teams. We got to make sure we bring up the bad ones, and I mean Bill O'Brien. That's what oh we need to bring God. up right now. Oh is how he is still able to make the decisions as far as being in charge of building, constructing this roster, and going forward. I would be running him out of Houston with pitchforks at this rate.
2: Dude, the first fucking move that told me that Bill O'Brien was like completely, like, oh, dude, I, I, I just, I, I don't have words for how bad he's been. But I thought with that move they made with the Dolphins for fucking Tunsil and, uh, you know, Kenny Stills, while both very talented players, they, they traded so much draft capital in that. Like, I feel like they've just moved so much draft capital for, like, no particular reason. Like, and what? They trade DeAndre Hopkins, and for what they get for DeAndre Hopkins, they basically go trade for Brandon Cooks. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, See, I don't so I
0: know they didn't get a lot for DeAndre Hopkins. They didn't get nearly what they should have gotten for him. So I'll admit that that's a bad trade, especially when you talk about the Vikings trading digs like the next day and getting a much better it return. Can't... But, Apparently. but, Apparently just, but you if you look at the Texans wide receiver group, all I'm going to say is if you look at their wide receiver room right now, I pointed this out the other day on, a pod- on my other podcast, the Green and Bold Leap Zone podcast. I pointed it out the other day. It doesn't look that crazy to say, I don't want to offer the biggest contract in the NFL to the top paid wide receiver, which, yes, DeAndre Hopkins is great. But when you look at what he's able to put in that wide receiver classroom, I can see why he did, why he was okay with not putting that kind of contract on his team.
1: Oh.
0: Man, that's I just... not defending Bill O'Brien because I don't think he's been a g a good GM and I don't think they got a good return, but I do think that they have a really good wide receiver room still.
3: Well, while, while... Yeah, I do, but at the same time, they're going to have to go and draft one right away this year, essentially. They have to go find the new guy they want to put in DeAndre's place eventually. But even then, you got to, even without the DeAndre Hopkins move, you got to wonder what the hell is Bill O'Brien doing. But this roster construction, they need a solid GM, solid guy actually to put his footing on this roster and actually instill confidence in a fan base that right now probably is vilified their entire you know, front office at this point.
2: Well, so, you see, the thing that kills me with it is, Trenton, you have a good point. The wide receiver room looks good. But for what you gave up to get that wide receiver room, that's where I'm getting the biggest issue. You have so many holes on this roster. Um, Deshaun Watson, one of the most pressured quarterbacks in football last year. And it, you know, it, there is something to be said to how long he holds onto the football, but you need a good offensive line in front of him. Lormie Tunsell doesn't block for the other four guys on the offensive line. And I'm sorry, they've been lacking in trying to bring in good offensive line talent. And they've let a lot of good offensive line talent walk. Like it's. You, like, that's the number one thing. There are two main things you want to do when you have a franchise quarterback. You want to solidify that offensive line, and you want him to have a defense to have his back at all times so he can take chances and be great. And that's exactly what you want for Deshaun Watson. And that's another thing. You, they've let pieces go on the defensive side of the football. They've spent monies in interesting ways. The, the, the Texans are one of those teams that have really bad contracts that don't look bad on paper. But when you look at production next to how much they're getting paid – it just doesn't equal out. And that's something that just needs to start panning out. And this is putting a lot of a lot of pressure on Wolf Fuller, who is somebody who has had problems staying healthy his entire career. Brandon Cooks, I believe he missed four or five games last season. This is really setting up to be a big problem where they're going to end up having to ask De- uh, Deshaun Watson. Randall Cobb,
0: too, by the way. Randall Cobb has suffered okay. from some injury yeah, problems, Yeah, Randall,
2: Randall Cobb as well. I mean, I, he's still pretty solid in the slots. I, I actually kind of liked that move. they, they oh, I love, love yeah, that move. Yeah, they could have brought him in regardless if they were, you know, getting rid of Hopkins or not, and I would have liked it. But um, I think it's going to get to a point where Deshaun Watson's going to be asked to do a lot, and I don't think, you know, I, I really like Watson. I really think Watson is a quality quarterback, but from what I've seen him in the playoffs, it's hard to say he can be that guy yet.
0: I mean I'll be honest I'm curious to see what David Johnson can do with a bit of a resurgence there but like he said when you look at the when you look at the track record like if you were to pull up the Texans uh, transactions for this offseason and you look at or maybe you know even go back to the trade you said where you talked about them trading for Stills and Tunsil if you look up that track record and just look, just look at how they went from there to here and look at the steps it makes no sense To, you know, if you just look at it and look at how they got from there to here and what they're at now, it makes no sense because what they got a second round pick for that trade, yeah, but a lot of people don't realize they also gave up a a second round pick. So basically, they just have their second round pick that they were going to have, and then they got an extra fourth round pick. So pretty much all I see that they've gotten out of this is two fourth round picks, and you lose DeAndre Hopkins.
2: Yeah, I I think, uh, and I think Connor would agree with me on this. It's. the biggest problem is not trading DeAndre Hopkins. you know I, I there's that's I think that's something you come across with any stars you eventually hit a point where you really think about where you have to trade him because he has so much value and you have so many holes but the return that he got for it is just not what he should have got. it just was it just it fell really flat for me. DeAndre and Hopkins the Vikings, one of the the Vikings trade just there.
0: shits on that. The the Stefan Diggs getting traded and the Vikings getting what they got back for it just shits on Bill O'Brien because it's like, did you even take the time to call Buffalo and see what they were going to offer you for DeAndre Hopkins because I don't see how you make that trade, you know, and the Vikings are able to get that return like the day, the day after.
2: Dude, what did Dallas trade for Mark Cooper? Tell me that oh, that yeah, can't be yeah, traded exactly, for DeAndre Hopkins.
0: Exactly. And, I mean, and I trade, I'd trade. i be
2: willing to trade like, it for DeAndre more than. What was that, Connor? People are still saying Amari
3: somehow, like, not a number one or a flimsy number one. And last year, proving what he can do with Dak, I think it's contrary to that. I don't know where a lot of this new narrative is coming with Amari, of all people. But when you, you compare him to, like, other players, like what DeAndre will do with Deshaun it's still very impressive. I think that what Tretton was bringing up earlier, more than anything, that Texans wide receiver room can make up that difference. But that's not what the question is with this front office. It's what Duke was getting at. They have no confidence. They have not built any really rapport with this fan base to at least be like, hey, we know what we're doing. We're going to build this confidence, a good roster. We're going to build around Deshaun Watson, make sure he's protected of all things because knowing the capabilities of him being mobile and being a good passer. I mean, that game against Seattle years ago was kind of case in point of what he can really do in this league. If you really give him everything he needs around him, he can outplay almost Russell Wilson any day. So I don't know. The Texans overall, they have to kind of, you know, go and do some soul searching, as they say, or actual GM searching and kind of go from there. And maybe then they can figure it out. They
0: gotta, well, you have to do they what they you gotta, can do to keep Deshaun Watson happy. You can't lose stop, Deshaun Watson.
3: They, they there's stop a rumor to they might not
2: everything. They try band-aiding I've all heard the problems.
3: I don't think they should move him, but I think he could. And I think that there's a team that is in this draft that could possibly get into the into the discussion of getting a guy like that, but would have to pony up most of their picks this year, and that would be the Patriots.
0: Well, that's a solid point that you bring up a team in the draft making a move because uh, I think it's a good time for us to move into the next section of the opening episode of this podcast and talk about our draft projections and some of our thoughts on these uh, young quarterbacks and maybe even some possible trades. So how about you move into that right now, Connor?
3: Well, I think that we can all kind of, like, settle on the fact that the Bengals are taking Joe Burrow at this point Yeah, hundred percent. Like, there's anything no, else is just I, pure
2: speculation
3: I think, that, I think Tua may be the better higher ceiling but like what jo- Joe Burrow just did in college just showed and they're going to have with this draft they're going to give him the necessary weapons mainly they're going to beef up that offensive line which has been one of the worst and I don't know how long that they need to at this point just they're going to hit the reboot and i feel like they're going to feel confident with the guy that they're going with and i think that duke would obviously agree with me that burrow is probably going to be the number one pick and oh, rightfully so
2: you guys all know how i feel about joe burrow I, really I
0: think see. we're all i think we're all big fans of joe burrow um not sure that you know whatever we see from him in the nfl is whatever but i think also you we probably all agree on this most people do i uh, there's basically two number one draft picks in this draft class, and that's at number two. The Redskins take Chase Young. If they don't, uh, they should go with the XFL and not play until 2021 as well.
2: Man, dude, Chase, Chase Young opposite Ryan Kerrigan, that's just disgusting combo. Absolutely. It's
3: yeah, a Big well, Ten combo,
2: too. It is the a Big Ten discussion. combo. That is a
3: Big Ten combo. Real discussion, I think, starts when you get past number two. And then do you look at? Does the team start to think, okay, I got to trade up because it, the real thing comes down to: is the Dolphins going to trade up to go take Tua, or they just sit at five and feel confident that he's going to follow there? Because these teams, I'm really, I really like that I see. Simmons? I think he's got the best. He's the best athlete in the draft, so I don't think teams are just going to immediately like scoff over him if he's in his need. But like, do the does the team trade up to get Tua? I think that the Dolphins will probably end up getting him no matter what, one way or another, whether it's a trade-up or he falls to five, and I think he is probably the highest ceiling quarterback out of them all.
0: Well, bringing up Tua, one thing I do wonder about is the recent report that there was talks of him supposedly failing two physicals for teams and one of those teams being a top-ten team. And the one thing that you have to ask about that is, was that top team the Miami Dolphins? That's the first question you have to ask. And then another question that you have to ask is, this physical was supposedly done over film and by video. So what exactly were the terms that they failed him on based on what they saw in video... You know, because this wasn't done in person. Uh, this was done. I think he had um, Jerry Judy and I don't remember who the other wide receiver was helping him, but um, they they helped him put it together. They did it, and that's how it was done: was over film. And then someone else's film was actually just released the other day on Twitter. They showed what it was, and it's all done over video. So, how serious is it that he failed these physicals? And uh, you know, you just does he? Does a team even need to trade up for him? Will he fall because of that?
2: I I I think personally that he's gonna fall. I think he's gonna know Zev. Um, I the fact that it's been this much of a question for this long, the fact that anytime Tua gets ans- like asked about it, while it is always encouraging, it sounds a little safe of an answer every time. He I was says gonna it.
0: say though, he gets these benefiting like it seems like he gets these opinions all the time from doctors, and they're all saying that he's like he's way ahead of schedule. He's you know he's he's fine. He's really good. And then it's like you hear these other things where he's not doing so hot. So I don't I don't know. What what do you believe?
2: I I just and I know I, I might lose you guys here a little bit, but like he, honestly, before this injury, Tua in his last season before he got injured, it I don't know. I wasn't blown away. Like I was. It's hard not, with him I being on like Bama. When you're, when you're on Bama. Like, I feel like when you're a quarterback on Bama and you struggle, that's a big fucking – that's a big sign. And I think that's why Jalen Hurts gets so much trash because he got replaced while he was at Alabama, you know, and the guy never looked back that replaced him. And obviously, you know, that's just such a – a quarterback controversy is always an interesting situation, you know. That's always just a wild one. But I just don't see Tua – especially if this injury is something and you know a hip injury with a quarterback that's that's not that's not a good sign whatsoever i just don't think mixed with that that a team's gonna take a chance with a top 10, top 15, top 20 uh, pick, you know, especially when you have guys like Justin Herbert out there. You know, you have Jordan Love, who is a physical specimen, you know, and I really think out of a quarterback draft, this is one of the deeper ones we've seen in a while, you know? Obviously, I agree. Dude, and that's what makes a guy I, like Joe Burrow so, like, you know, impressive. But dude, there is so much talent in this j- draft. You know, you got you have Fromm, you have guys. You know, you have Jalen Hurts too. You have guys who you know put up stupid, crazy numbers in college and looked good on tape doing it. And these guys are falling in the second, and third round. Oh, yeah. And they're healthy, and they are one hundred percent healthy, and they have really high ceilings. Like, dude, a ceiling of a guy like Jalen Hurts with his size and fucking skill set. Holy shit, man! Well, see, always-
0: I I like that you brought up Jalen Hurts because um, I Hertz was one of the guys I wanted to point out for the draft stuff because I was going to say I think he's actually really underrated right now because of the QB class he's in. Um, oh, yeah, 100%,
2: he's, dude. Yeah,
0: yeah. He's, he's fallen because of the talent in his class. What's that? And, uh, oh, yeah, sorry.
3: What, Connor? He's definitely going to go somewhere in the second, early second day range if they do even – Put in the date like the way this draft will be set up with the vir- being virtual. I think that he'll fall to a team that might be kind of like the Raiders, who have a guy already in place, but is looking for another young piece and someone like Hertz that can possibly add that you know dynamic, dynamic, dynamic playmaking ability that David, Carr not David, Derek Carr can't really go out and produce. You know, I think that's something that would intrigue someone like John Gruden to go out and use maybe a third round pick on
0: Yeah. Speaking of intriguing John Gruden, can we talk about his boner for mediocre quarterbacks and the fact that they extended the or they took the option on Nathan Peterman, uh picked up Marcus Mariota, and now they have now they have Peterman, Mariota, and Carr, and I have no doubt in my mind that they're gonna draft some quarterback that's not one of the guys that people Dude, think are the
2: top people. You had fucking <laughs> Gruden doing the quarterback camp for all these years. Dealing with every like big quarterback come out of every draft, like he probably thinks like all of them are great in some sort of way. Like, hey, yeah, bring that out of him. And he's that he's that fucking kind of guy. You know, he's definitely a dick swinger. He's a guy who fucking thinks that he can make any of these guys you know become fucking the next Hall of Famers. That's the kind of guy he is. You know, but that's why you hire. I John. tell you
3: what, I know a quarterback when I see a quarterback, and when I know a quarterback, I'm gonna draft that quarterback. I man. see a lot of this, Jalen. Good. So there's our special, no uh, special
0: special Jalen. guest appearance from
3: Gruden.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> man, I, I don't even. I, I don't know about you, man, but you, you see that, you see that Peterman. You see that Peterman when he throws a football. I tell you, he looks like a guy who really it was born to throw a football. I'm not telling you he's throwing it to the right guys all the time, but he gets out there, runs a little two, you know, spider, two, Y banana. You really got something with that guy, man. Out That's that it's, Peter man, man. It's that X,
0: Y spider banana. Okay. okay.
2: <laughs> but,
0: uh, you know, I mean, like, like we said, we've already talked about Tua and Jalen. You said it's a deep quarterback class. Uh, you, you did bring up from, but we didn't talk about him a lot. I mean, we haven't
3: even brought up guys like Jordan Love. I think if I. That it's going to be a domino effect. Like, whoever gets that second quarterback taken, whoever it is, it's going to be a domino effect the race to so whoever gets that next guy. So, whether it's Tua or Herbert, which I think it'll be whether one of those two dominoes will be the next one. And then after, it'll be Jordan Love. I have Jordan Love going to a team like the Jags, like in the 20s. I think that there will be a team possibly that will trade up. A lot of people are just intrigued right away with his abilities. You know, he had down on the year last year in college, but that was because there was a lot of fluctuation in his offense and coaching. So I think there will be a team that might want to go jump up, but I think a team that would be a good fit would be like Jags that already have like a guy that they kind of want to roll with, but they're not really secure with and Minshew. I think that would be a good fit for a guy like Love.
2: See,
0: I, I'll I, tell you right now, if Tua falls, if Tua doesn't fall, so if Miami takes Tua, I think that a lot of the domino effect happens. A lot of quarterbacks get taken quickly. But if Miami doesn't take Tua and Tua starts to fall, I think some weird things start to happen. Because I think if Miami takes Tua, I think the Chargers go ahead and take their quarterback right thereafter. But if Miami doesn't, then the Chargers might do something different with their pick too, and it might t- create a whole different draft.
2: Man, see the big—the biggest thing is if I'm Miami, like, and you know, I've already said my point about Tua. But if I'm Miami, because you know, I—you look at a situation like Houston with how bad they build their rosters around their quarterbacks. I think, I think all my first fucking first-round picks go towards building a core around a quarterback. And then, dude, honestly, I—I I take Jacob fucking Easton in the second round. I love the dude. I love dude's arm. I really, I really. I think Connor's a big Easton fan too. <laughs> Like, I think he's
3: the perfect fit in Indy. He can sit behind Rivers for a year, kind of get into a you know good feel with that offense. See, I don't, I don't, I don't think, uh,
2: like I don't think Indy's going to draft quarterback that high though. I think I don't think they're going to move Brissett. I, I think, think they're they going to keep Brissett as a backup and high. let Char- like let Rivers try to start. And if the, that doesn't pan out, then they toss fucking uh, Brissett in there. I really think that's how they're going to go with it.
3: Well, with Eason, I mean, he can fit in a, bar- a lot of places. I think that he can kind of, you know, be with, you know, fit like we even with a team like the Patriots with all these, like, cash load, uh, just stockpile of picks, they can immediately go and move up. If they see that quarterback, whether it's Love and Eason, whoever, if they want to go get him, I think that, that that's a team that inevitably you're going to have to watch. Oh, yeah, for. dude,
2: for sure. But, um, you know, going back to the original thing that Trent was bringing up with uh, Jordan Love out of Utah State, um, you know, I think the, I think the biggest thing that has been brought up about him is, uh, he's been getting a lot of comparisons to a certain Patrick Mahomes. And I think, I, I think that, you know, that's cool. I think that's, uh, you know, something that people, you know, will put out there. Cause you look at a guy like Jordan love and he does have some Patrick Mahomes at Texas tech kind of look to him, but I I, I, I'm not a big fan. I'm putting that on somebody, you know, I'm not a big fan. I'm putting that on a, I'll put
0: you on the spot right now. Just cause you said you're not a big fan of it. Tell me what Jordan love ceiling is right now in the NFL. What is Jordan love ceiling?
2: I would, uh, if he works on his footwork a little bit, cause that's my biggest thing with him is his footwork. I think he, uh, depends on his back foot a little bit too much when he should be really, uh, focusing on his plant foot. Um, but I could see him being a, a six, seven year NFL starter. Uh, with with the right with the right team i i th- I don't think that's his ceiling i guess per se i think his ceiling could be fuck dude if you put him in the right situation give him time in that pocket with his arm and you know with his fucking vision i think he could be a top 10 fucking quarterback in the league it's just okay well be- here's a
0: question for both of you then here's a question for both of you rather than his ceiling oh rather than his ceiling connor uh just tell me Tell me who you compare him to other than Patrick Mahomes. If if you think Mahomes is too tough a comparison,
3: who who else do you compare him to? Well, this is what I was going to say. It, Jordan loves a guy that can make all these throws. It just comes down to is he going to make it at the right time and is he going to do what he's supposed to at the right time. So I'd like to think that you could maybe say he's got Carson Wentz ability without the Carson Wentz decision-making Carson Wentz is a guy who makes a lot of smarter throws, maybe plays that sometimes even you could say classify a little too safe. Jordan Love can make all the throws. He's not going to be on a leash if you put him out there. He's going to let that thing rip. So maybe there's more interceptions, but you're going to see a lot of these nice statistics that Jordan Love's going to be able to offer you because he's got the arm talent and the ability. Is he going to make the right plays?
2: And I think that's the biggest thing that scares me with him, too, is, uh, you know, yeah, he does have a high ceiling. But he, I really think, like, that high ceiling and his low ceiling, they're both, like, very fucking deep. You know what I mean? So I think he could either be fucking great or he can be an interception machine because his decision-making on the college level was a little rough. And like I was saying with his footwork, you see a lot of that with his back foot that he depends on because he's throwing with his arm a lot. And that just ends up making the ball flutter. And that's an easy interception in the NFL where that you're not getting those type of interceptions against college level defensive backs.
0: So, I think that a lot of that depends on the what system he's going to go into. So what 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 team does he get drafted by? What system do they have? What kind of quarterback coaching group do they have? And then the talent around him. And, you know, are they going to put him into, into a spot to succeed? So with that, I guess I'll ask you, where are, what teams could you guys see Jordan Love possibly fitting in or, you know, possibly taking a look at him in the draft?
3: Well... I'd already, I already said the Jags just because off of where they're sitting, but they need a lot. They just need to hit the reset button completely, essentially. Because from years ago, in the Bortles era, somehow they stumbled into that AFC championship, almost made it to the, <clears throat> the Super Bowl, and everything since then kind of fallen apart for them. So maybe finding that franchise quarterback, that re- thing that really jump start, give them the jolt, that could be a fit. The Patriots, well, they lost obviously. Foles,
0: too. They needed, they needed a backup. They lost foals to the Bears, interestingly enough. Yeah.
3: So, And how secure are we on Minshew being a starter? I mean, he did good for, you know, time being, but is he really that guy that you can really hand the reins to? So, I just I mean, don't think, think Minshew well, has the arm.
2: The, with where the Jaguars are right now, you, you have all the room in the world to take a chance on Minshew right now because you're not going to be competing next year. Take a Why chance not? on
0: Minshew, sure, but I don't think Minshew has an arm. And... I I mean I'm fi- I'm fine with the mustache fans I'm fine with the entertainment ride whatever that was fun but I watched him try to throw a Hail Mary at the end of a game twice from like the 40 yard line and I think he only got it to like the the 10 or like the 15 or something it was it was awful two Hail Mary attempts uh neither of them got close to the end zone noodle armed it and that's how I felt about well, Mitch before you don't
2: need that you don't need to have an arm to be an NFL quarterback no and he showed that he showed that he definitely
0: showed that so that's why I'm saying it was fun but I certainly think you know what the ceiling is with Minshew and I mean what does it hurt to bring in a guy like Jordan Love and say hey this is the competition when you consider they already lost foals they definitely need a backup QB why
2: why not take pieces right now to build around the team you currently have with the idea that you're going to build around Minshew and then if Minshew busts you draft a quarterback in the first round next year
0: doing are the Jaguars well, one of they the teams have lot two top people. one they picks? Can... They have two two first-round picks. Yeah, so dude, the Jaguars have some uh, play, though. Get a pass a rusher because you're I'm about saying. to
2: trade yours. And then, uh, pff, shit, I don't know, probably top offensive lineman. That's why I'm saying, though. Yes, offensive lineman would be key.
0: But if you're in a spot where you're like, okay, right now I don't think that any of my needs fit right here and I'm kind of in a position to just take the best spot available, best guy available. And it's, I mean, a whole you know, your back too. QB. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see, we'll see what happens with them. But uh, that's interesting though. I think we've talked a lot about the QB so far. One thing we haven't really pointed out is um, teams that we think might trade. And I'll start it off with, I mean, I'm ashamed to admit it cause I don't want it to happen, but I could honestly see Brian Gutekunst and the Packers trading out of the first round. Uh, He's already shown that he's a fan of trading out of the first round. And when you say that the, when you say that the (laughs) the Packers, when you say that, yes, yes, it is a specialty. But when you say that the Packer, or when you say that the, the deepest class in this draft is wide receivers and the Packers biggest need is wide receivers, I think he's going to feel very comfortable trading out of the first round and getting an extra draft pick to still get a, a solid guy at wide receiver, I think he's more than comfortable doing that. Oh, so,
3: man, see, but my, my... board captain for you guys the other day, that's how much I got bored of having down all your picks being there. You had like a thousand picks, and like, I don't know, like, you, do you need another pick? Like, you, just take your first. <laughs>
1: Thank so we have you. Picks. Thank you. we have you.
0: 10,
2: we have man, ten all picks. Right, listen, but that's how Brian has shown he is so far, but dude. Fucking fuck all the pretty good players. Fuck that. That is the most oh, Ted Thompson shit I I've ever heard. More yeah, picks. I want the More talent. Dude. I want oh, the talent. Let's, get I tra- I trade let's get a pretty if good I'm, player. If I'm, no, if I'm let's get a pretty good player. No, let's pair Devonte Adams with a fucking first round wide receiver talent. Yeah, that's yes, what you should I'm do. I'm trading up. If I'm if I'm Brian, I'm taking one of
0: those ten picks. I'm trading up dude, and getting a it, guy like Ceedee Lamb or Jerry Judy. Could you imagine if, the if route I'm,
2: running of Jerry Judy and Devonte Adams on the same field? If I'm Aaron Rodgers. I do not want pretty good players. I have a fucking goddamn window here. This window (laughs) closes a little bit every year. That's a window that I want to be at least attempted to be tried to walk through with a first round quarterback or with a first round wide receiver and Devontae Adams. I'm sorry, yeah. dude. You have to get him another weapon. You can't play these games. You can't keep waiting to build for the future as much as building for the future is great. You have Aaron fucking Rodgers in front of you. Use it. Because there's when it's problem, gone, though. you're going to fucking and, and regret it. There's the problem, though, is you just said,
0: you just said though, Aaron Rodgers' window is closing. And I know that we're not talking... You said you can't build toward the t- future, and I want them to go all in and get a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, but... Like we talked about, these quarterbacks falling. Does Brian Gutekunst plan for the future and take Aaron Rodgers' successor with one of his high draft picks, which no, he has left know. open to? By the way, in his co- he is they've asked him, he's left it open. He said he's open to drafting the quarterback. Now I don't know if that's just to keep people entertained during quarantine or not,
3: but he said it.
2: <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. You, don't you don't
3: need to You need a lot of other things. You need. I well, food. I agree build a team instead of looking for the next guy to you know be your quarterback for however long Jordan Love would be nice in Green Bay but you shouldn't have to trade up to get him you shouldn't have to do all these things when you already have Aaron freaking Rodgers in your huddle you need to start building a team for Aaron Rodgers to win with
0: oh yeah I agree I said I want him to go all in for a Super Bowl this year I think that's important to make a move now because Rodgers only has a few years left
2: yeah I mean dude honestly if I'm if I'm Green Bay and I'm thinking about maybe maybe a quarterback that either I want to develop under fucking Aaron Rodgers or I want something to happen. And you might not like you might not like this answer, but he's a guy you could get damn near bottom of the fucking draft. He has talent. He just needs to be developed correctly and have a good quarterback system. Dude, I, I would see Green Bay if they are gonna draft a quarterback, they look at a guy like a Shea Patterson or uh even a Kelly Bryant. Him. Like something some, something so. that they can bring in that has shown talent but hasn't been properly kind of moved along the you know, quarterback scale.
3: Yeah, and that's what I think your guys are going to do. You're going to take one of these later quarterbacks, whether it's a Montez, a Patterson, uh, you know, these guys that are towards the end of the draft that they show some promise to at least hanging on to your roster. You guys have had problems even finding decent backs. In recent
2: years. Yeah, and then so, when you do have one, uh, what, what the fuck, uh, Taysom Hill happens? Did, just to be clear, though, Taysom
0: Hill would never be used like that in Green Bay. No one would know who Taysom Hill is if he still played in, as a Green Bay Packer. So. Fair. The, the, the Sean Payton offense uh, puts him in a position to succeed. Not, I mean, maybe Matt LaFleur finds a way to do that, but definitely not Mike McCarthy. So.
3: No. Well, uh, Team that's going to trade up, I think that and that it will probably be New England. New England with all these picks, I just I see them keeping a good plethora of them. Obviously, but if there's a quarterback that's there, if they feel like they can get their guy, as they say, then they're going to go do it. Bill Belichick is not going to you know waste time with this. He Especially a guy when you're going to talk about windows. I don't know how long Belichick's going to even want to keep doing this. You know, he's full out hitting the reboot in New England. So. He's got, if he's got a chance to go get whatever quarterback it may be that's within range, he's going to pull the trigger. And if involves well, trading picks, he's going. To- I think they've
2: been doing a really good job about being quiet about that. I think they've been doing the whole uh, stereotypical Bill Belichick always uh going deep with his draft prospect searches, you know, visiting that dude down like at his pro day and all that shit. So it almost feels like they're trying to already put up that smoke screen that if they do want to trade up, they're going to do it where no one else sees it coming, which is probably what they're going to want to fucking do. It, the only thing is who are they going to get? Who, you know, whose pick are they going to get? Cuz a lot of teams whether they want to admit it or not are not going to want to trade with the Patriots and give them another quarterback. I mean, they Oh would, yeah,
3: that hey. You don't want to, you know, uh, out of them beating your ass for the last two decades, you know, you don't want to give them their next, you know, guy out of, you know, you making a mistake and, you know, handing them that pick. It's like Vince McMahon and Ted Turner doing
2: business in the early 90s.
3: Yeah, exactly. Uh, You know, when it comes down to it, I see those two teams being, the, you know, kind of aggressive teams and not being, you know, wanting to trade up. Another team that might want to, you know, trade – would be maybe a Kansas City if they can somehow manage to bundle, you know, enough. They don't have a lot of draft capital. They don't have a lot of, you know,
2: they're running out of money quick. They're running out of money
3: quick. And their off line is what took a big hit this off season already. So they need to kind of, you know, start to, if they can build while they can around Patrick, you know, before you know players come up for money. They need to still, you know, replenish the supply, of, you know, players around them.
2: Yo, dude, I. Yeah, I could I could definitely see Kansas City moving up. Um I could also see um you know, I don't think this one gets talked enough uh talked about enough is I could see Atlanta moving up and possibly going for a quarterback. Cuz I I really think they're starting to kind of look at fucking life after um Matt Ryan. They're starting to get to that point. So I could even I I could, I've even heard rumors that uh Jordan Love could end up going to Atlanta.
3: They can trade those uniforms for anything. I was going to say, I don't
0: care who goes to Atlanta (laughs) as long as the uniforms go away from Atlanta. But uh, I think that the other thing that's important about this upcoming draft, you know, we're a little under two weeks away from it, uh, was just announced that supposedly Roger Goodell is going to announce first round draft picks from his basement. So that is how the draft is going to go for us, which I'm, I mean, I'm okay with it as long as we're keeping it on schedule, but I just want to know what are your guys' thoughts on how this, how all this bullshit has kind of affected the sports, not the sports world, but the draft specifically.
2: I think we should start a Facebook group and live stream fans all across the, all across the world booing every single pick of Roger Goodell.
0: I was gonna say, I told someone at work, I said Roger Goodell is the happiest person that this could be a virtual draft because now he doesn't
3: have to stand in front of everyone booing him for every single pick. No, you know how everyone's going outside and clapping and everything? As NFL fans, we can go before the draft <laughs> starts. I
2: will walk outside our door our
3: I will boo at the
1: same time. <laughs>
3: So even he hears it. We should start this movement. We should start this movement. Dude, seriously,
2: I was just talking about it on Twitter, man. I got like 20 (laughs) likes on that tweet already. Let's get it fucking going.
3: But I overall with this draft, I think that I can kind of maybe wrap my arms around. Maybe it'll go by quicker because normally drafts drag on forever and so maybe this will go by quicker everything. be in front of everybody, hear your name, get called and everything, instead you gotta see it get moved across the ESPN ticker on the bottom and just get the hat and take your picture, but you know I guess this is the way we gotta adapt at this point.
2: Dude, I would probably take uh, Chris Berman and Alex Jones a bag of cocaine sitting in a room telling me how, who got drafted with every pick like I would have money to watch take, that just to be clear just <laughs> to be clear
0: I I would pay I would pay pay-per-view money to watch that just to be clear but uh I think it's important that um I mean one thing is, is like how many first round draft picks actually show up to the draft right so there's 32 first round draft picks probably like 20 of them are there for their pick and then the other 12 are like with family or whatever you know a lot of these guys are just with their family anyways and all I'm saying is right now when you look at the situation we're in The people need something. We need some kind of entertainment. And when you look at the draft, it's absolutely something that can happen without a crowd and without – you know, selling tickets to a place. This is something that can that can occur. No problem. We don't need to have a huge event. We can do an online thing. We can get the draft done,
3: and we, we can keep the
0: schedule a on
3: track. And run up and give Rod <laughs> a big Corona hug on national TV. I know, yeah,
2: I no, on. what I, I, I want to see, see, it, see is uh, schedule. nice. I want to see one of the thirty million uh, Sammy Watkins selfies with the commissioner. Like that. <laughs> that seriously was the best best part of that draft. I, I will never forget it. Um, yeah, you know, I, I've, I think that's true, man. I think sports fans need anything they can get right now. And this really isn't something like, you know, how hard it is to get tickets to the actual NFL draft anyway, especially right, down right, in Vegas, right. you know, fucking expensive. That would all been right. like the it's everyday crazy. NFL fan really isn't affected by this. Like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. And all these, all these, you know, I feel bad for these rookies who aren't going to get their quote unquote draft moment, but guess what? Your draft moment is going to be replayed for the next oblivion. Like when there's and, 30 and, for 30s uh, and documentaries also, and shit like that about everything that's going family. on right
0: now. Like This uh, lets them be with their family. And I promise, even even if that big moment is like, oh yeah, you're. I promise, dude, your first round draft pick, you're going to be on TV. You don't got to worry about that. But yeah. you're going to be with your family and your friends, and you're going to all those people who wouldn't have been able to go to Vegas to go to the draft with you. You're going to be with those people who've been with you your whole life. And in that moment, when you get told, like, yeah, you've been drafted and you're with the people who've been with you, that's going to be the best moment for you. I can almost promise that.
2: Yeah. Dude, watch. I, gu- I guarantee, like, uh, to start the draft, it's going to be like Roger Goodell doing a special announcement where it's like, hi, my name's Roger Goodell. And to this year oh, with the draft, God. with the coronavirus, we're going we're gonna to focus on the important things with all our players, like the family, Big Mac, and the Mac Nuggets. And it's just going to turn into a giant McDonald's advertisement, and then the <laughs> draft will go off without a hitch. Overall, the NFL. I think you just really leaked the
0: 2020 NFL draft.
2: <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's, it's the hype video, dude. Dana White's going to Facebook four hours before the draft starts. I'm telling you, it's, it's real. But uh, yeah, dude. Honestly, for the draft, we should we should uh we should all live stream our picks. What like uh, yeah, watching so, utter so, disappointment of what our teams do.
0: I'll just tell you guys right now we're we're gonna have this planned. Uh, I know we're within two weeks of the draft, but we're gonna drop an episode where. Um, Just to be clear, Duke's team is the Bears, Connor's team is the Browns, and my team is the Packers, so you'll hear us probably go off on some fandom rants at some point about those, but we're going to take control of those teams. We're going to go on and use a draft program, and we're going to draft an entire mock draft for you guys and see how we can do with our teams against each other, so that's going to be an episode, but we're hoping that once the draft actually comes and they do their virtual thing from Roger Goodell's basement, we are going to do our own live stream, and whether that's just duke or if some of me and connor can find a way to social distance and be with him still then we'll do that but uh that's the plan right now is we're going to drop the mock draft episode before the draft comes out and then hit you guys with a live stream for the draft so that we can enjoy it together
2: hell yeah sounds like a great great time sounds like me drinking whiskey and complaining that the bears don't have a first round pick I just oh, well, like to wearing point out my that Mac
0: I'm also drinking whiskey right now for the opening episode. So uh, inaugural whiskey drink on the uh, number one episode of To Be Announced, by the way. I hope you guys have enjoyed it so far.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Trust, I mean... trust me, the listeners help.
0: Anyways, though, uh, we talked about how the coronavirus could affect the NFL draft, and I don't think it really should affect the NFL draft because I think it's important for the NFL to stay on schedule. So, yeah. Uh, you know more on staying on schedule, and not to make a huge switch over to you guys, but we said this was going to be the last topic. Uh, the MLB season—it's a little up in the air right now because spring training was canceled and shut down. And uh, you know who knows how long it's going to take for these players to come back and be in shape and ready to play. I know the players are saying a lot about how they're willing to make the season happen, but right now, I mean, we're—it's Easter and we weren't watching baseball today. So, tell me what you guys think on what's what's this MLB season gonna be like? Sorry, I, I've got a pretty solid Sorry. idea,
2: but I'll let Connor go ahead and start out.
3: Well, they're already starting to kind of want to get things going in South Korea, and I know they have a different culture in general than what we do as far as even handling the situation that we have. But I plead the faith. right now, like we will be getting baseball back sometime in the near future. I don't know when, but we'll be getting baseball sometime. I do like, though, this way that we've set this thing up as far as it possibly, you know, being back at the spring training and we could maybe even with these podcasts get a little bit of these head-to-head baseball games between the Brewers and the White Sox because that would be part of the new division alignment with this, it being split between Cactus and Grapefruit League. So it'd be a weird twist. It'd be weird also not being in our home cities, but.
1: Listen, I'm going to tell is, you right I mean, now,
0: if the Brewers are playing the White Sox and I can't go watch them, I'm rioting, Connor. I'm throwing a whole riot. I I'm, I don't know what, what I'll do. You can't stop me, but I'm going to throw a fit. And if there's going to be problems, there's no way that the Brewers are going to face off with the White Sox. And you're going to tell me that I have to travel across the country if I want to go tailgate at the Brewer game.
2: So you're telling well, you You're telling me that if there is a fucking playoffs and the Brewers and the White Sox get in, I have to choose one of those teams. Which I will <laughs> pick the White Sox. I will do that. I'm South Side for life. But you know how fucking brutal that is? That is brutal. That's
0: that would brutal. be tough. That would be tough.
2: See, I'm I'm just
0: naturally a White Sox lover because we just we just hate the Cubs together, you know? It brings us together. So hey, I gotta roll with my White Sox. It, it's it's just bad bad too bad tough bad to bad put bad. us against them. And you know, they they got the Yaz man. They got the Yazmanian Devil. Yeah, I'm practically it. I'm practically a fan at this point. I'm practically a White Sox fan. You can't tell me that I, I one I don't even get to watch them. But then if the playoffs do happen, which by the way, both the Brewers and White Sox are making the playoffs this year. Hot take.
2: Yeah, uh, that's not even hot. We're In a
3: different world by then, buddy. will
0: Scorpion. I I will be... Su- I, listen, I, I really do think it'd be... Coo- I think it'd be cool. Honestly, I think it'd be cool. I'd just be so upset that the, all the games would be played in, like, the two locations or whatever they said.
1: Yeah.
3: That might be only temporary. We don't know on this thing. We're all living by the day with this, so... The brewer's playing a
0: dumb Can't they just, like, spray that with some antibacterial Lysol, just, like, put it on the ceiling and just dump it down? We'll be good, right?
2: We can't, dude, we can't just mansplain this fucking <laughs> virus, dude. That's not how this is, go- this is not how <laughs> going to work. Um, but sure? anyway, I'm um, still having
3: an aneurysm listening to this shit. Right
2: <laughs> <now>. <laughs> um, yeah, I was actually gonna bring up the uh, Cactus League versus Grapefruit League uh, situation. Oh. Now, see, my biggest thing with it, because I actually I don't hate the idea, I really don't, because you know what, it does give us it gives us sport to watch. I'm not I'm I'm groveling at this point to watch live sports. So you know what? I'm enjoying sport, the replays.
0: To be honest, I'm loving the replays because I think but, now people are actually watching them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, most of us are great. The three of us We're probably always did. For but,
2: now. Well, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. But more people are actually enjoying them. They're grateful for them now. Whereas nobody cared before.
2: We'll see. The but now it's kind of cool. The only thing is I don't want to lose a, as a White Sox fan who, uh, by the way, the White Sox had the best offseason of any baseball team in the league. You know, no best. big deal for uh, each. But anyway. Uh, I don't want to lose a fucking year of primes of Joan Moncada, of uh, Eloy Jimenez, of this guy Luis Robert, who's about to come up and set the MLB on fire. Just remember that name. Um, also, Yaz is plus 30 plus, so... Yeah, exactly. We'll see. The only thing that really sucks about this, because I would love to watch all these guys play baseball and everything, but if they do this Cactus League style where these leagues are set up this way, do we do we actually have a world series or do we make this like a one-off championship year where yes, this championship might like count towards something, but is this really a year with how we're going to be cut off with players with how we're going to be cut off with uh, a bunch Thank of different you. stuff? Is from this the really- way
0: I understood it, from the way I understood it, <laughs> okay. there was
2: two championships. That's what I thought it was
0: is it's just two championships. What I from know, the way, from what do. I saw
3: can split it like American League and National League, except the Cactus League and Grapefruit League and play the season like that. And if that's how it's gotta be, that's how it's gotta be. But like if we're going to have like where the champion of the grapefruit and champion of the Cactus League meet up, have it be in Dallas or Arlington, where the Rangers have a brand new facility and by that time we will be in a whole different environment as far as where we are in the world. And if it's gotta be like that, then that would be a perfect spot to have, you know, those two teams meet up say like in a neutral
2: I, I just have a hard time is that being considered like a world like a championship or a world series you know what I mean like that's just that's the only thing you know it's just it's so obscure of a situation I have a hard time you know doing a championship right now. same same thing with uh the NBA you know cuz a lot of people are saying they want to do like the March Madness bracket and all that and it's like yeah if we do that for one year are we really going to consider that like the same thing as like what's been happening in the NBA finals for how long now? You know what I mean? It's well just...
0: well, I'll stop you right there. Cause before we before we get into NBA finals talk, I'll tell you right now we're saving the NBA final or NBA season for another episode That's for fine. you guys. I, just, I wanted to use the uh, reference, for sure. No, nope, that was a good t- that was a good time anyways because uh, we're actually just about out of time here. Um we've gone through our topics for the day and uh, I just you know one last question just for fun. I know we're going through this quarantine and stuff. I want to know uh, what have you guys been doing to entertain yourselves? What are you guys doing right now, just to stay sane during this, uh, during this
3: shit time? Naps, a lot of naps, and counting the days until we can go back to normal. That's pretty much where I'm at right now because I'm I'm out of things to do.
2: Yeah, dude, it's been a lot of a lot of sleeping for me. Like my sleep schedule is fucked. Either I'm sleeping too much or I'm not sleeping at all. There's like no really like middle ground. I'm trying to play video games to keep myself busy. Um, I'm shadow boxing in a mirror and stuff like that just to kind of keep myself going, being active. Um, I've thought about doing some running in my courtyard, but I don't want everyone in my apartment building to think that I'm going to, like, kill them or something. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. But I've just been trying to not, like, put on the weight because I think a lot of people are eating right now, which, you know, it's just normal. It's some people do when they're stressed anyway. Um, And I just. I don't know, man. I have just been trying to keep my mind <laughs> off of the hysteria every day because you know. I mean, what? you know, you know uh, what? 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 You keep your. You, you have to stay knowledgeable. You have to always know what's going on in the situation, but you don't always have to buy in everyone freaking out about it.
0: Well, I'll I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. Uh, you hear a lot of negativity during this time. Um, I've I've been doing something different from a lot of people from the kind of stuff I've seen people saying and stuff. Uh, I've been noticing all the all the beauty to come out of this moment, which is like the pollution going away. And, uh, you know, like turtles laying their eggs on the beaches again because the beaches aren't polluted and crowded. And, you know, just like the, the streams in Italy getting cleared up, stuff like that. That's amazing. But even more so on top of that, I've seen so many of my friends and people say that they haven't had any motivation. They haven't gotten a lot done. And although the gym has been closed and I'll admit to you, I haven't been working out like I should be. Um, this has been arguably the most productive time frame of my life. I went, you know, I dropped, I dropped the green and bold, the Leap Zone podcast, and now we are finally working on this, which me and you and Connor have been talking about doing this for years at this point.
2: Kind of convinced it wasn't going to happen.
0: <laughs> I, I, I was positive it wasn't going to happen at this point, and you know the amount of times we've been told we should do this. Uh, I'm just so glad that. Even though it's a really shitty time and everything does suck and everybody's bored, I'm really glad that we we're able to find these silver silver linings. And uh, I've been able to be so productive with my work outside of you know driving forklift because, as you know, Duke, me, and you are unable to do that at the moment. And uh, our love for driving the old lifty boys is real. You better believe dude, it. Don't ever dude, deny it.
2: Seriously, it's I, um, I, I swear to God, I go through it in my mind every day yeah I'm, yep. I'm out of my routine dude i freaking ah
0: i'm telling yeah. you and then uh, that just goes into what i've been doing uh, i'll tell you you guys have been shitting on me because i've been playing farming simulator well guess what they have lifty boys in farming simulator so i've been going crazy with the lifty boys in farming simulator and listen if you're not a forklift driver you just don't get it okay you just wouldn't get it the joker meme I do not get it, folks. I just don't get it. it. Connor definitely doesn't get it. But, uh, you know, I've been, like you said earlier, I've been drinking whiskey. You know, I became very good friends with my friend uh, Crown Royal, you know, my boy. My boy. Uh, He's been treating me well. But me and Duke, you know, we've been playing the video games. I've been taking some left turns on the NASCAR, sounding very white right now. Uh, Some left turns on the NASCAR. Um, some farming, some video games, you know, plenty of COD, plenty of Madden, plenty of 2k, plenty of all the fun stuff. But in reality, uh, you know, just getting by, finding a way to pass the time, you know, talking to you guys really
2: making it day by day, man.
3: Bad times don't last. Bad guys do. And, you know, we'll get through this shit one, by one day at a time,
2: I think Connor's I quote right. on a t-shirt, but that's already definitely on a t-shirt.
0: Connor, Connor is absolutely right. We will get through this shit. And on that positive note, I think it's a good time to end episode one of the To Be Announced podcast.
2: All right. Sounds good, boys. Bye. Stay safe.